Welcome to a very somber episode of Theme Park Paradise. It's official. The show is actually ending very soon. We have this and then two remaining episodes for the rest of the year, and that will wrap up Theme Park Paradise as we know it. Who knows? We might do one-offs here and there if we ever want to do watch-alongs, but I think we're going to kind of just rope in some of these segments we want to do into Dallas versus Ryan or their primary podcast. If there's any major things that happen, we'll probably discuss it there. Maybe in a year from now, the feed will pop up something new. But right now, I want to announce that Theme Park Paradise is retiring at the end of the year. And I think a good way to kind of just wrap a bow on this show is a quote by Walt Disney. Goodbye may seem forever. Farewell is like the end. But in my heart is the memory. And there you'll always be. I will always have a special place in my heart for Theme Park Paradise. I love theme parks. So does Dallas. I'm going to miss talking about them as much as we did. But it's time to start anew. But I am going to miss the show, Dallas. Any thoughts? Yes. I'm also very sad. No. Listen, I love theme parks, but I feel like we struggled with this show to find things to talk about. And we have other things that we want to do. We have other podcasts that we want to devote our time to. So it's time. I can't believe it's what two years almost we've been doing this show. That's crazy. And it's been a real struggle of like, like you said, it's been a real struggle to fill context. So we kind of went through everything we want to discuss and then not being like on the beat in Orlando or Los Angeles or somewhere else. It's really hard to do this as a weekly or bi-weekly show. And we just really never could figure out where we wanted to go with it. So it's just a good time to retire it. But I do, like I said, I do enjoy these watch alongs. So maybe it'll be like, hey, it's this holiday. We bring this back for a one-off just because it doesn't fit really anywhere else. But as the format, we're not going to be, if we come back in Easter time or whatever it is, we're not going to be, what theme park news happened this week? That's not, that's never going to happen. And it might not even happen for these remainder episodes, but like remaining episodes, but it could happen down the line, but we just have to focus. We only have so much time. I have another kid on the way. Dallas's life is busy. He's always traveling. So we just have to narrow in and rein in things. And we have Gay Film 101, which has been a lot of fun. So that's kind of taken priority over this. So go listen to that. Dallas versus Ryan is our main show. That's not going anywhere. Yeah, and we'll have theme park things, I think. Yeah. In Dallas versus Ryan. So even if we want to do watch longs for that, for other things, including theme park stuff, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so as Ryan said, we have three episodes left, including this one, and we kind of want to do end it with Halloween for this one. I don't know how we're going to do a Thanksgiving episode, but we'll figure it out and then we'll finish with a Christmas watch along probably. So about an episode a month for the end of the year. I think that's the right way to end it. I like that idea. So for this episode, Let's just get into the main topic, which is Halloween. So I wanted to do something universal themed because I feel like 
another problem with this podcast is we focused a lot more on Disney and other theme parks, but that's just because that's the one I love. And that's the one I think there's more information on in general. But for Halloween, we're going to Universal and we're going to do something I like to do on this podcast, which is fun little drafts that mean nothing, just fun drafts. And we're going to be drafting characters that appear in Universal horror movies, as well as characters that have appeared for Universal Horror Nights. So how do you want to do this, Ryan? Do you want to each pick? Hmm. Why don't we just each pick three? Let's just make it short. Um, And then we can talk about them and our connection to our picks. And I'll let you go first, Ryan. Okay. So out of this list, the tough part is, is like the, the universal classic monsters. I have a really big like love for them, but I didn't really grow up with these characters or I haven't really watched these movies. So like, I'm drawn towards these newer villains for me, the character that sticks out just because it terrified my mom. And then it just became like iconic to me. And it's a song that I sing regularly. I was singing that the other day. <laughs> One, two, Freddy's coming for you. It would creep my mom out. Like I would sing it. And then she would like freak the fuck out. Like stop, stop now. Freddy Krueger is such a gross, sick, twisted. He's like a pedophile. He's a child rapist. Yeah. Yes. He's awful. In your dream, like, and that to me that terrified me. Like, it it was like, if something was in your dreams, like that is so fucked up. So you have no control, and I think it was later in life. So my mom just kind of hid me from this. So like the original movies, I didn't watch until I was probably in high school. But Freddy versus Jason, I think, came out two thousand and three, four, somewhere in there, early two thousands. And this is what I would watch. Like I watched it at my cousin's house, so I have memories of that on. Um, VHS tape from Blockbuster renting that or DVD. I don't remember what it is, but it's Blockbuster renting it. And then, yeah, I just, Freddy vs. Jason was just a fun, cheesy, with the other villain, Jason Voorhees, on here. It was just such a cheesy good time for a middle school, high school. Is that the one where they're in space? No, that is, that is Jason X. X. And yep. So Jason. <laughs> It's someone I've seen. <laughs> so Jason X has uh, magnetic nipples, I believe. There is uh, <laughs> an android woman that has her boobs out and has no nipples. And I think they're like magnets or some kind of shit that then. <laughs> yeah, this might have to be the first theme park parties episode I put explicit on. But, you know, it's Halloween. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so my connection to Freddy is more through the sequel freddy's revenge because in the gay world that's like a very famous movie because it has extreme gay undertones and the main character is a is a boy and it's the first kind of male scream queen there's been a documentary made about the actor because he wasn't out at the time but he he could tell that the writer and director were kind of alluding to his homosexuality when the movie and there's a scene with his gym teacher and he's basically wearing like leather daddy outfits and there's like a gay bar scene. It's very, very gay. All right. So with my first pick, I'm going classic. So it's kind of funny. I think if you take all new, I'll take all classics. I just prefer the classic 
monsters, but I'm going Frankenstein. I just think he's iconic. And I even fucked up. It's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster. We've talked about that. Yeah. But I think he's just iconic as, as a Halloween icon. And speaking of our other podcasts, one of our other podcasts, Gay Film 101, we were thinking about what to do for Halloween. And my initial thought was the movie I talked about earlier, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. But I pivoted to the sequel of Frankenstein, which is Bride of Frankenstein, which is also very queer in context. That's my pick. So I would I would have picked Frankenstein's monster, but it's for the 70s Mel Brooks film, Young Frankenstein. Classic film to me, personal. Is it Peter Boyle is the monster in that one? It's just and it's like is it put on the Ritz? It's just a, he's a great man. I love that movie. It's one of the yeah. random ones my family would watch during yeah. Halloween. I brought up the monsters on other podcasts before. That's also a big reason why I love Frankenstein's monster. Herman Munster is one of my favorite characters. So then I, I'll just take another new one. We talked about a little bit. Jason Voorhees. It's similar line to Freddy Krueger. I didn't watch these movies too much. My first one was Jason X, probably. But then it was Freddy vs. Jason when I really got into it. And this character just... It resonated with me just being a hockey fan. I loved hockey. So his hockey mask was so cool to me as like a villain, but he scared the shit out of me. And I didn't realize like the backstory of like, it was like originally the mom, but then it, it like swapped all around where it really, it wasn't actually Jason Voorhees in quotes. It was like the mom pretending to be Jason. And then it was actually Jason. But what creeped me out was like that. He lived underneath the water as a kid. I think in the first one or one of the ones, but like they showed him at the end, he jumps out and it's like a scary kid. Like just thinking about that terrified me as a kid of like deep water scares me. It just does because you don't know what's underneath it. Mm -hmm. And like just thinking like of the bodies and like somebody could drag you down. It terrified the living crap out of me. And it just, it's still to this day, Jason Voorhees is the type of character and like they do it in the movies, like where you just like look out the window. I still don't like it. I want my blinds and all kind of stuff. He's, he's the villain that you look out the window and there he is just lurking and you can't he's an imposing threat he doesn't run he just walks you're always stumbling and fumbling he could be like a hundred yards away from you but he's going to catch up to you and he's going to kill you like you could sprint your car is not going to start you can't find your keys it's just a terrifying he it is like just like the, the stereotypical every way he can kill you he's going to get you so i'm going to stick with classic but it was kind of a later classic, and that's the Gill Man from the Creature from the Black Lagoon. So sometimes he's called the Gill Man, sometimes he's called Creature, but he's the green monster from Creature from the Black Lagoon. I just, I love the movie. I don't know if, I doubt you've seen the movie. I'm guessing probably not. It's from early 50s, so it was the tail end of Universal. Classic monster movies. It's just a really good movie and if you read into like how they made the suit and the suit looks so freaking good especially for like the early 50s and then there's two actors the actor that played the land version and the actor that had to swim in certain scenes and i just think it's become like a cult iconic look like the gill man's face and yeah that's all i have so i'll wrap mine up with 
really haven't watched too many of the films in the series, but because it's so just scary looking at is Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. <sighs> He's just terrifying with that mask of like skin. Somebody else's face on him. It is scary. Like it is, it's gross. <laughs> The original like seventies one is terrifying. Like you don't know if it's real life or not. It's it's Wait, just shot. I know. The only one that still haunts me of like that era, like seventies, eighties. Yeah. Freddie and Jason are just kind of silly to me now. But yeah. Leatherface is legit. Still gives me nightmares. Like, oh yeah, this this type of movie scared the crap out of because like I guess like the 2000s equivalent to me that I would watch. Cause I, I got out of like the torture porn or just like the saw all the, kind of, the gross me. <sighs> too much. Never been but in like, no. it was like the Rob zombie, his film, like house of a thousand corpses. And then I forgot what the other one was, but this felt like the backwoods stuff that could actually be real. Like there, there might be a leather face out there. There could be somebody that's just this twisted, sick individual that if you go the wrong way, you're going to die. It's still a joke today. Like when you go to somebody's house the first time, it's like, oh my God, they could be just this horrible human. That is this type of person. It's like, ah. No, it, it's, it that's, it's real. Like I believe that there are families like that in living where we live, like in yeah. the woods. When you try to bring me to Ian's cabin in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> no cell service 20 miles into the woods. Yeah. That is a scary, scary thought. It's very Blair Witch. You could bring me out to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my last pick is going to be a monster I added just now because I thought of him and I looked to see if they've ever been a part of Horror Nights and they have. So I'm going with Ghostface from the Scream movies. Here's why. I think the first Scream is a perfect movie. I think it's the greatest opening 10 minutes ever of a movie we've talked about it with Drew Barrymore it's just so good and the beginning with when Ghostface on the phone asks her like a question and we talked about it but it's about Friday the 13th and who is the killer in the first Friday the 13th and she just goes she's so happy because she thinks she got it right and she screams Jason Voorhees Jason and of course no it's the mother and then she has to die uh it's so good it's so good. And I think from our era, at least, I think that was the most iconic Halloween costume monster. Yeah. Like, I think I even went as Ghostface yeah, like, we had in second it. grade. I just think it was so popular at the time. Because it was it was the director of Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Basically parodying... Wes Craven? Yeah, it was Wes Craven parodying horror movies and the ridiculousness of them, which he had already mastered, and now he's he mastered the parody of it. I just, it's getting ridiculous now. What are we on Scream 6 or 7? And yeah, Courtney Cox, like good for Courtney Cox getting a check and everything. But but the first one is just so, so good. And then my friend Mark sent me an image from, it was from Scary Movie, but it was Ghostface. And I, it looked so ridiculous. I'm like, this is from Scary Movie, right? Because they basically did a Scream yeah. parody. It was basically Scream was the first Scary movie. I think it was when he stabs with a Carmen Electra in the back and pulls out a like a, a breast implant. Yeah. But yeah, so those are our picks. I do something to wrap up the episode, Dallas. So we do have news. I do have news. All right. 
Universal released a VR Halloween Horror House, so that is now available on MetaQuest Halloween Horror Nights VR Haunted Experience. The other thing is Universal announced the name of the year-round haunted experience in Las Vegas. It is Universal Horror Unleashed in Area 15. All right. Well, talk to everyone in a month for Thanksgiving. Bye, guys. Theme Park Paradise is a part of the Unlikely Alliance Network. Links to all of our content can be found by going to theunlikelyalliance.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThemeParkPD. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars, please. Thank you for listening.